that power truly does belong to him, power truly does belong to him. Amen. Amen. That's why I'm telling you, no matter what we go through in life, hallelujah, the power belongs to God, hallelujah. So we don't have to stress, we don't have to worry, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
We are looking forward to the word of God and what the word has to say to us. Amen. So as we receive, Pastor, hallelujah, prepare your hearts to hear what God is saying. Amen. 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 Yes. A little more of that praise is what I do.
work with what I have here, but um, we're going to go into prayers. Ephesians 6, I'm going to verses uh, 10 and 11. It's very familiar. Ephesians 6, verses 10 and 11. Amen. Ephesians 6, chapter 6, verses 10 and 11. And yes, we're going to honor the word of God. I'm going to ask, even if we forget, sometimes we do forget. And so, you know, like we said, we human, we forget. But when we can, if we can stand and honor the word of God. Again, we're coming from Ephesians 6, verses 10 and 11. All right. Is there any weight ups on today? All right. One weight up. Ephesians 6, verse 10 and 11. Amen. Amen. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Ephesians 6, 10 and 11. And it reads as follows. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. With our key scripture, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Look at somebody say, in his might. When we sit down. Amen. And so our subject on today, I'm going to slow it down. I really am. I'm going to slow it down. Amen. And so we're going to be talking from the subject, our charge against the enemy and his strategies. Our charge against the enemy and his strategy. And you can be seated. Amen. That's our topic on today. In our text, let me just read Ephesians 6, 10 and 11. Paul gives us a command or a charge to keep us from being conquered by the enemy. We've been learning over the weeks since today that the enemy is violently opposed to us as Christians, as us as believers. And unless we as the believers heed to the charge and message, Sister Flo, of this passage, he or she or we will come subject to the temptations and sin and will end up going through life like those with no hope, going through life like those who are living a defeated life. Amen? And so as I was pondering this text and, you know, I always like to do an illustration and all that good stuff, but I thought about Terry when I was a little kid. And I know all y'all can identify with this. When I was a little kid, I used to live on Washington Avenue. Everybody's familiar with Washington Avenue. And it was a little street that they called Jersey Street. Amen. It went down like a little alleyway called Jersey Street. And so it was normal, it was normal for us as children to play out there on Jersey Street, man. So if some of you didn't play like me, we play hopscotch. They don't know that anymore, hopscotch. They don't know anything about double dutch anymore. They don't know anything about jump rope anymore. How about hide and seek? They don't know that anymore. Then we used to play all of those fun games, kickball, dodgeball. Man, we used to have fun, but we did it in the street. Because the street was wide, you know, we had a lot of, you know, no, no interruptions, you know, just, just have, it was just so open. So we would always play out in the street. Mm-hmm. Like the man, I see you on the bus, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But my mother used to tell me, and she probably tells, as you probably tell the men time and time again, and some of your parents, 
Don't play in the street. How many parents told y'all that? How many of y'all listen? Be, be honest. All right, I got one person. I listen. All right, you was a smart one. Amen. <laughs> so she would always tell, don't play in the street. But how could I not play in the street? All the other kids were in the street, and that's where all the games were. In the street, right? But mom said, don't play in the street. There was a reason this day, as you know, why mom said, grandma says, don't play in the street. Because it was a dangerous place. It could be dangerous. It could be injury. Amen. You could get hurt. And it could be a speeding car that might just come and it could be even more serious. Amen. But sometimes I listened. Oh, no. Let me, let me be honest. Most of the time I did not listen. Probably all of the time I did not listen. Amen. Because, listen, I was going to hang with the kids. Right? So, hey, I would just go. I was taking my chance. I'm just going to take a chance, Lord. I'm going to go out here and play and, you know, spray nothing happens. <laughs> so most of the time, all of the time, I, you know, disobeyed my mom. And I took the chance of not getting hit by a car or being seriously hurt or, you know, really take it out. Amen. And I say that because this is how some of us are with the word of God. Amen. Amen. When it comes to God's word, he tells us, what to do, what not to do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we obey. Mm -hmm. Don't be like me. Like with mom, I never obeyed. Amen. It's the grace and mercy of God. I'm playing in the street. But let's not be like that. Amen. <laughs> but we do that with the word of God sometimes. We disobey. And there's a reason why God is giving us his commandment. There's a reason why he's giving us his word, right? To keep us from getting hurt. To keep us from injury. Or, as we know, what the enemy comes to do, kill, steal, and what? Destroy. Amen? And so in today's text, Paul is putting emphasis on the importance of heeding to God's commandments. And in doing so, saints of God, we conquer the enemy. But also, Paul gives us, or he implicates a charge. And that charge has two folds in the scripture, verses uh, six, uh, 10 and 11. He says, one, to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his what? Might. Might. And then secondly, he says, to put on the whole what? Armor, Armor of God. That's a command. It's a charge. You don't have a choice. Mom, well, it was a command, but I was a knucklehead. Amen. But it was a command. But this, these are commands that Paul has given us. It's a charge. Amen? And so, on today, although he's given us two charges, we're going to deal with one. And number one is to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Look at somebody and say, be strong in the Lord, strong in the Lord. and in the power of his might. What does that mean? That means to be strong. That means to be uh to operate in the Lord's power, it means uh, to engulf the Lord's might or strength. Because might here means strength. Now, what each of these words stress is the ability and the necessity of the believer being strong and possessing power. 
But we all know because we've been teaching it for the last couple of weeks. We know that this power and this strength cannot come through carnal ways. It cannot come by flesh. It cannot come by logic. It cannot come by reasoning. We can't do it in, in others' opinions. It's not going to work because it's spiritual. So, tells us to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. What does that mean? You know, probably should be going. Sometimes we, we quote scriptures and we read scriptures and we hear scriptures, but what does that mean? Be strong in the Lord of power. What does that mean? I quote it. What does that really mean? And how is that going to help me when I'm going through? Because I quote it. Is anybody right? Because when I'm going through, when I was studying this, I'm like, okay, God, I don't be feeling like I'm, you know, operating with this power. <laughs> Can I be this transparent? Sometimes I don't feel my power. I'm like, Ooh. amen. But the scripture says to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We know that we don't use our cardinal, our fleshly means. Amen? But we ought to be strong in the sovereign, unlimited power of the Lord. Saints of God, we're always talking about God being our source. Right? That's the big thing. We know he's our source. But when we refer to that, we usually refer to that in our finances. Yes, he's our source in everything. And guess what? He's also our source for our strength. But how do I get there, Pastor? You keep talking and talking. What you talking about? You know think, okay, here I go. I'm trying not to be funny today. But you know what you talking about, Willis? That's what I feel like those people talking about, Pastor. Come on now. <laughs> so, saints of God, we always talk about God being our source for our finances. Well, he's also our source for our strength. And the strength that we receive from the Lord is not human. It's not fleshly, as I just said. And it's not the strength of anything in this world. We got to get that. It's not the strength of anything in this world. Amen. Amen. Our strength is found in the Lord. And specifically in having an intimate relationship with him. People of God. There's no other source that gives us the strength to overcome the world with all of its trials, all of its temptations, all of its discouragement, all of the sorrow, all of the heartache. Oh, am I talking to myself? Well, I don't know if you want to experience these things. The only source to overcome this is through God. Amen? So as long as people don't know God, they're messed up. They're messed up. But we know God. So here we go. The pastor, now you didn't say all of that. You ain't answered my question. All right, so how do I do it? You strong in the Lord and the power. What does that mean? What does that mean? Make it practical. Break it down so I can understand what you're talking about. And I can use it every day, right? Okay. Yes. Hmm. How is God's power released in the circumstances of my life, in your life, in our tests, in our trials? And our battles. Point one, for those that are taking notes, I suggest you do. Or you go back and read it or go back and listen to it. Point one. You must know that God's power has been offered to all men. But is only granted to those who are in Jesus. So if you're a believer, the first thing is that you got power. Do you know you have power? Amen. 
Look at somebody, I got power. All right, are you using your power? All right, so that's the first thing. Now, if you're not in God and you're not saved, you're not operating in his power. Amen? I don't know what power you might be operating, but it ain't God's power. So the first thing, point one, is that you have to be in God. So what does that mean? That means that God will only give his power to those who really and truly come to know him. Can't be faking it. All right? Saints, coming to know God is the key to receiving his power. That's step one. I give my life to Christ. Amen? So I'm saved. I got power because I'm saved. Now, how do I relinquish this power in my life? How do I do it? I'm saved. How do I release it? How do I use it? Satan's on my trail. The world is on my trail. I'm in the job. They drive me crazy. Job? Okay, they work this week. <laughs> I just want to see if they work this week. See how they need me? They work. Ain't right. They ain't right. Probably should be good. They're not right. See how they left me hanging? I said job, and they just looked at me. So it must be getting better on the job. Maybe that's what it is. Praise Jesus. It's getting better. <laughs> Or either that or they sleep. Ah, the devil is a liar. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. I gotta, we got to laugh. Amen. 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 So I want y'all to look at some scriptures because now I'm going to set the pace for you. Amen. So remember that. We, our scripture for today, it tells us in uh, Ephesians 6 and 10, and our key scripture is 10. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. And we know that we say that we've given our life to Christ, so we know we got some power. But now, Pastor, I got this power, but the devil is on my trail. My kids are acting crazy. The job, the job, the job. And so now, how do I relinquish this power? Because I don't want to just be sitting there talking. Okay, can I just keep it real? Sitting there just quoting, so, oh, yeah, I got power. And you all beat down, broke, stressed, cussing everybody out, kicking the door. But you got power. Today, I'm tired of this. I'm going to walk up like your vehicle. I'm going to get all that God says I can have. Amen? So if the power is here and in me, I'm going to relinquish that power by how? Because I find in church that we talk a lot of church cliche, but nobody knows what you're doing. Okay, Pastor, you said that, but what does that mean? I don't really know what that means. It's like a kid in the class and you're teaching. And you think they got the concert. They don't have a you say? Yeah, okay, don't call on me. You know what Right, let me, don't call on me. When the teacher look at you, you do like this. <laughs> but you're front, right? Like you know everything. When I was in college, okay, I know I'm going in. Y'all gotta excuse me up on the YouTube. When I was in college, right? Before I went to college, actually the teacher said, well, I don't care what happens, right? If you don't know what hill of beans, what that teacher's talking about, sit in the front row and act like you know. All my years through college, what did I do? Sit in the front row sometimes and have a hill of beans when they were in the back. Right? The geometry, but I sat there like I knew what was going on. But don't call on me. <laughs> Time my head. Don't, don't get eye contact. Amen. <laughs> so that's how we are in church. Sometimes we hit church and we hear all this stuff, right? And it's good. We jump, we shout, and all that. And then the 
like, okay, how do I do that? What do I, how do I do this at home? Like, all right, now the devil's on my trail, right? All right, how am I gonna do this? I do the shower, got my shower on, but God, when I come back down, he's still there. When I'm in the church, the devil's still at the house, right? How do I operate this power? I just wanna keep it real, because I've been there and done that. You know, we can shout and can't, hey, that's a good word, right? Get home, <laughs> the devil right there at the door. Okay, I did the shout thing. I got that. Give me go. I got that. Right? I did the shout. All right, but the devil here. But where's the power? <laughs> Listen, this is for real. I'm telling you, it's time out for that crazy this church stuff, right, man? We want to operate in the real kingdom of God. It's the kingdom, girl. Amen. And that's the kind of people we want to be here. We want to be religious. Amen. We don't want to just do go through the operation. I was watching and the Lord forgive the you know, Catholic people. That's that's the way they do stuff. And that's all right. That's their thing. But it ain't my thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to just do different rituals and then I go home and ain't no power. I'm still sad. I'm still crying at night on the pillow. Amen. Still going through in my mind. My mind all messed up in the devil. I'm still, but where's the power? God says the power is in you because you are believers in God. Now, if you ain't a believer, then you ain't got no power. I ain't talking to you today, but you can come on over to this side. So, Pastor Mallory, with your funny self, I'm saying, but how do I remember? How get this power out working for me? All right, now I need you to get your Bibles out and write these scriptures down or go to the YouTube, go to the YouTube, go and look it over again. Go to John 1 1. John 1 1. I need y'all to look at these scriptures because I need y'all to go back and check it out on your own. Hallelujah. I told them on the Bible. I don't know if it's the Bible study. I don't know who I was talking to. I talked to somebody. I don't know who I was talking to. But I said, you better go and look at this word for yourself. Yeah. Okay? Okay, who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Who are you sitting under? I don't care if it's Bishop, Bishop, uh, Most High. I don't care. Go back and look at it for yourself, including with your pastor, Mary Mallory. Amen? Amen. All right, so look, John 1 1. John 1 1 says, In the beginning, let's read it together. Read it so y'all don't go to sleep on me. Read it together. Come on, whatever version you have. I have the New Living Translation. One, two, three, let's read. In the beginning, the word already, what, existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. Amen. Woo! Glory to God. The word already existed, prophetess. The word was with God, and the scripture says the word, the word was God. Amen? Now go to John 1 and 14. Go over there with me, please. John 1 and 14. I'm coming out of the New Living Translation. Come on with me. It's a train. Okay, just stick with me. In the New Living Translation, John 1 and 14, it says, So the Word, the, the Word became human. The Word became what? Human and made his home among who? Us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory and the glory of the Father's one and only who? Son. Who is that? Jesus. All right, y'all follow me? Go to Psalms 
Psalms 138 and 2. Psalms 138 and 2. Psalms 138 and 2. And this one I'm going to read from the New King James Version. Uh-huh, I ain't working you too much today in my Yamiko. Well, don't get, don't get too happy. I'll start my moving. I might start moving. Psalms 138 and 2 in the New King James Version says, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above your name. What does that mean? What does that mean? What God is saying here is that I am putting emphasis on my name, uh, on my word. He says that my word is impeccable. My word is faultless. My word is flawless. And my word is irreproachable. In other words, he's relying and saying, listen, I put all my stake on my word. He ain't like people like the person that dug my tree. Hallelujah. To tell me he's coming on Monday and I don't see him till next Friday. Andrea, and 
Now go with me to Psalms 107 and 20. Come on, those of you that are on the line, go with me to 107 and 20. Those of you that are on the YouTube, come on with us. Hallelujah. Look at somebody that say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, y'all can do better than that. That's a praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can still do better than that. Can I just hear y'all say hallelujah? Glory to God. Psalms 107 and 20. And it says this, Wayne Jr. It says he sent out his what? Word. And it what? Healed them. And delivered them from their destruction. And so, saints of God, in order for us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, you must first know him, right? You got to have a what? Relationship with him. Hallelujah. And that is a personal relationship, not a hit or miss, not a every now and then. I look at the phone, it's Jesus. Okay, here I go. It was this movie. It was this, it's a real movie. And it was called Jesus is Calling. I think I told Wayne about it. Jesus is Calling You. And so the phone was ringing, right? The cell phone. And she looked at the cell phone and said, Jesus. So she looked, she threw the phone across the way, right? Okay, so you know Jesus is going to keep on. So later on down the road, she did a couple of crazy things, and then that phone started ringing again. Now she's scared. And <laughs> she looked over there, and who was it? Jesus. <laughs> so she looked at the phone, she just answered the phone, see what Jesus wants. Amen. But some of us are like that. Jesus is calling. And don't sit there looking at the phone and see it's Jesus in the window that over there. Uh huh, Terry laughing. Uh-huh. Guilty. <laughs> I got the word in me. I ain't turning my head around. 
All right, I'm gonna put you behind Brother Wayne here. Where your Bible at? Uh-oh. Get that Bible. Face this door right here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I might have y'all stand here for a few minutes, so Wayne, you gotta get a chair. Oh, you got your healing. All right, I forgot you got your healing. Hallelujah. He healed. He is God. We got that word, right? God is the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was what? God. All right, you can stand there. You can hold the ghost. Amen. And so from, back up some. From God, right? Because God's the word. Right? In the universe. God in you. Okay, go ahead and preach it. Amen. Amen. And so out of God, right, comes who? Who came out? Y'all ready? Thank you. All right. See, they turning their heads. Amen. I did. Okay. All right. Hallelujah. I was in the bus meeting and he was asking questions. I did that. I was like, And what do you do when you do this? Andre, I turned my head. I was like, I don't know, sir. I did it. I'm guilty. All right. So here's the Father. He's the Word. Out of Him, right, comes Jesus. So now it says the Word came, right, and dwelt what? All right. So step out, cause see, He the Word. Hold that Word. Okay, hold it goes down there. Hold that Word, man. Y'all stay there, cause I might need y'all. Amen. So stay right there. And so here we go. And because God is the Word, and Christ is the Word. Because he came out of the Bible. Right? Mm -hmm. DNA. It's the word. Y'all with me, right? Yeah. All right. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is the word. They come in the flesh to dwell where? Among us. He's the word. He is the word. Jesus is the word. God's in heaven. Right? Jesus on the earth. Jesus is the walking. Talking, demonstrating of the word. Everything he does, he does from who is the what? So everything we saw Jesus do in the earth, he was the walking, talking, living scripture. We see it. Y'all with me, right? Like has to stop it. Stay right there. All right. So now Jesus is the Word from the Father. He's the walking, talking, living Word that dwelt among us. He demonstrated the power of the Word. He was the demonstration of the Word. Okay. So now we must have a relationship with who? What did I say in the beginning? We've got the all right. We've got the answer. We've got God is the what? Word. Out of God comes who? Who is the what? So when you have a relationship with Jesus and with God, because Jesus then went on and he had the right hand with God, right? Okay, but we still have the word. We still have the word. Now check this out. I don't know if they see that on the screen there. Check this out. Jesus, the walking, talking Andrea, living, demonstrating the word in the earth. What did he do? Wait a minute. 
and you think that what did Jesus do on the earth? <laughs> Over here. Can you tell me what did Jesus do? <laughs> All right. Those of you that those of you that are uh, on the conference line and y'all didn't see that, I went to one of the uh, parishioners and asked them what did Jesus do on the earth, and they turned their head like the kids do in school. Amen. All right, so let the teacher tell y'all what he, some of the things he did. Because nobody was answering, amen. So I thought I could go to Florence. I thought, you know, you always got that one student that knows it. You know, I can, you know, when you get an observation, you, Miss Day, when you do an observation, you always go to the one you know won't give you the right answer. Because you want to look good, don't I? So I ain't going to go to that one if it ain't no. Because no, I'm going to go where I'm going to get the right answer, amen. So you, all right, I got you now. I'm going to beat you out. Hallelujah, man, ain't going to heaven no more. Amen. I'm really illegal. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now, here's Jesus from the Father, right? He is a walking, talking, living scripture, the word. Amen. And he's demonstrating it in the earth. How is he demonstrating it? Mm, in the flesh. He's healing yes. the sick. He's delivering those who have been oppressed, right? He's setting the captives free. He's raising the dead. He's feeding the 5,000. Uh, he's defeating the Y'all hear what I'm saying? He's opening blind eyes. He, he's loving the unlovable. And he gives hope to the lost. He is the what? The walking, talking, demonstrating what? He's the word. Come in the flesh. Y'all looking at me like, okay, Pastor. All right, all right, all right. All right, say it. People of God, I'm here to tell you, because in the beginning, you're like, how do I relinquish this power? I got this power, but how do I relinquish it? Well, I told you, you got to be a, a, a child of God. You got to give your life to Jesus Christ. That's the first thing, because God is only going to share his power with those that are in his family, in his kingdom. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I'm here to tell you that God's power lies in his I'm trying to tell you, y'all got the power. And we think of the power in all this shouting and flipping and, okay, hollering and, no, 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 no. Jesus was the word. You ain't see him flipping. No, he just showed up and spoke it. He didn't even have to speak it because he was already the word. The word. Y'all can have a seat. Oh, yeah. All right. Y'all getting it now? All right. Give proof. In my notes, I said, give him some proof, man. Give him some proof. Because they said they're like, Go to Matthew 4. Matthew 4. It's familiar. Matthew 4. I'm almost there. I've got 23 minutes. Matthew 4. Providence, you need a chair. I'm good. Providence. Oh, Providence. Lord Jesus. I'm calling. Matthew. Matthew 4. Verse 1 through 11. Amen. Glory to God. Matthew 4. Verses 1 through 11. I hope this is not picking out. I hope we're still recording. Amen. All right, Matthew 4, 1 through 11. I like the New Living Translation. So that's what I'm reading from. I love the New Living Translation. It's one of my favorites, okay? So Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. Here we go. Very familiar. Then Jesus, who was the word, mind you, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very what? Hungry. During that time, who came? The devil. He came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But what did Jesus tell him? He's like, no. This is my new limited. No. The scripture says, now mind you, he's the word. 
All right, use the word. So we're going down to verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city, then Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple. And he said, if you are the son of God, jump off. Jump off. For the scripture says, he will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands so that you won't hurt your foot on a stone. What did Jesus say? The scripture said, ah, you must not test the Lord, right? Go down to verse 8. Next, the devil, the devil, he is attacking. He's coming against Jesus. Amen? He's coming against him. He's attacking. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it to you, says the enemy, if you will kneel down and worship me. What did Jesus say in my translation? He said, get out of here, Satan. That's why some of us get on up out of here. Get out of here, Satan. Be gone. It is written, right? It is written for the scripture says you must worship the Lord your God. Then what happened? In verse 11, what happened after he was confronted by the word? He left. <laughs> the enemy came up against the word. Jesus ain't even have to speak. Because he the word. He could have just like, you know, hey, I'm the word with you. Because I'm getting ahead of myself. But the enemy came up against the word. But he was no match for the word. He fled. Now check this out. The Holy Ghost drop this in my spirit. Remember Jesus. Remember when Jesus um, uh, went to, to, to John the Baptist to be baptized? And then when he was baptized, he came up and, you know, the dove ascended on Jesus. And God said, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. And we preached. And this is true that that's where he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And then he started operating and doing miracles, right? But just a note. Jesus was filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. When he was driven by the spirit into the what? The wilderness, right? But how did he combat the enemy? Did he combat him through the Holy Ghost? With the word. Through the word. Why do I say that? Because sometimes we get all, the Holy Ghost, we get all. Come on. You don't talk about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Garazizes. 
I'm saying that right. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the burial caves and could no longer be restrained, even with a chain. Whenever he was put into the chains and shackles, as he often was, he snapped the chains from his wrists and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night, he wandered around the burial caves and in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. When Jesus was still some distance away, the word, the man saw him, ran to meet him, and what did he do? Bow down, led before him with a shriek. He screamed. Jesus ain't did nothing. He ain't gonna no one. The word just showed up, right? And it says that he shrieked, he screamed. Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In the name of Jesus, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the Spirit, what did the word say? Was a whole lot of the word spoke. Look, and he was cool. Jesus was cool. That's what I like about Jesus. Come out. See, who are you playing? I ain't fooling. Okay, I'm fooling you. I ain't fooling with you today. Come on out here. What no sweat? Jesus wasn't sweating. He's the word, Andre. But the thing is, he's in you. And you have the word. So what the Holy Spirit does, thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm like, where the Holy Ghost coming here? Well, it recognizes the Holy Ghost in you. So when you walk in, hallelujah, you ain't even got to really speak the word yet, but they will recognize you because the Holy Ghost is in you. Hallelujah. I think somebody said, that's power. Know 
Y'all need y'all to see this because I want to pass the picture some kind of fuck. No! I think it's in my other Bible. Let me see. Genesis 2, 15 and 8. Go there. I don't know how I read in this when I have my King James. Genesis. Backwards. Genesis 2, 15 and 8. Go there with me, please. Y'all go there with me. Y'all still there? Yeah. You got a hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. All right. Verse 15, 15 and Genesis 2, 15 and 18. Listen to what the scripture says. It says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. He took who? Who did he take? The man. The man. You say, yeah, you say Eve? You said the man, right? Okay. And look, 16. And the Lord God commanded who? The man. Where's Eve? Saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely what? Eat. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, what's going to happen? You shall die. die. Mm -hmm. And look at 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should what? Be alone. Then what he do? He said, I'm going to make him what? So who got the word? And so she dealing with the devil. He's standing there. He had the word. God already told him the word. All he had to do was speak the what? The word. No death like Jesus. Get on up out of here, devil. You're fooling with you today. The Lord said that we can eat every tree. This tree is the tree of good knowledge. I can't eat that. Get on up out of here. He ain't say nothing. That's what made it even worse. He never opened his mouth. And he talking gibberish because she don't really know because she wasn't there. God gave the command. Mm -hmm. All right. Y'all listen to me? Okay. So they were confronted in the, in, the, in the garden by the enemy. Right? Come up against the enemy. The enemy twisted God's word. Eve responded, but she didn't use the word of what? God was all, I don't even know what she was saying. She didn't even know what she was saying. Because it wasn't right what she was saying. So the devil knew she didn't know the what? Word. That's why you got to have a relationship with the what? Yeah. Who is the what? Word. Point three. And I'm almost at the end. Did I do good today? I was calm. Hallelujah. God's doing a new thing in me. Hallelujah. I don't know for how long, but point three. Point three. So, saints of God, we go back to the beginning of the message. Y'all looking at me saying, Pastor. How am I supposed to relinquish this power? What power? This power is in me. How do I handle it when the enemy is on my trail? So saints of God, to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, you must do one. Know God and desire a personal relationship with who? Him. Yeah. Number two, because God is the word and Jesus is the word come in the what? Flesh. You must have a relationship with your what? The Holy Scriptures, the Word of God. Which leads me to the last point. Notice what Jesus did. He spoke it. Notice what Adam did. But he had the Word because God gave it to him. Mm -hmm. So you must speak the Word. But you gotta have a relationship with the word to speak the word, else you're gonna be like Eve. 
Cool stuff don't even don't even know all twisted up. They ain't even the right thing. Don't even know. Don't even know. Just saying something the devil gonna laugh at you. And then the end, what happened? Death, right? Separation from God. Kicked out of the garden. Because Eve was trying to give something. She said, well, it wasn't her fault. Because Adam was standing there. He didn't say nothing. He knew the word. And he knew she was not saying the right stuff. So why didn't he just jump in? And confront him with the word. So we got to do the same thing. We have to speak the word, saints of God. That's the power. And lastly, something that your pastor didn't do with her mother. Y'all already know. Yeah. <laughs> gotta obey the word. All right, see, y'all were good for that. Ain't nobody turning their head for that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was an easy one, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because y'all did it. I know. Trying to make me look like I'm the only one that didn't listen to their parents. Look at John 6 and 38. I got nine minutes. John 6 and 38. Yeah, go there. I love the word. How many love the word? I love God's word. John 6 and 38. Yeah, the last part, we got to obey the word. You got to speak it and you got to obey it. So in John 6 and 38, it says, For I have come down from heaven. This is Jesus now. I have come down uh, from heaven to do the will of who? God. Who sent me. Not to do my own what? Will. will. He obeyed the Father. All right, let me go to John 5 and 19. Let's just put a little cherry on the top of that. Can we put a little cherry there? All right. John 5 and 19. And this is from the English Standard Version. Okay. It's one a little different. English Standard Version. John 5 and 19. It says, so Jesus, so Jesus said to them, Flo, he said, truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever, Michelle, whatever the Father does, guess what? The Son does likewise. Obedient, did what the Father did. Not like Pastor Mallory do what she wanted to do. Because when you do what you want to do, the devil going to beat you all inside your head like he did Eve and Adam. You didn't see that with Jesus, did you? Uh-uh. He only did what the Father told him to do. He only demonstrated, said, did whatever God. He was obedient to his Father. Yeah. Jesus obeyed and declared. Adam and Eve disobeyed and they did not declare. The results were obvious. Look at somebody say, Pastor, yeah, it was obvious. Yeah, it was obvious. I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, y'all mean that? Come on now. Yeah. I ain't gonna do that. Conclusion. <laughs> People of God, here it is. This is what you're gonna apply. Here's the application. This is how you're gonna make this power, use this power here on this side of eternity. People of God, if we want to defeat the enemy, we must understand that to be strong in the Lord and in the power 
of his might or strength comes with what? One, a relationship with God and knowing his son Jesus. Number two, it involves a relationship, not a casual, not a sometime, not when Jesus calling you look and you throw the phone on the other side of the room. Mm -mm. It involves a relationship with the Holy Scriptures, which is God, Jesus. Word. Third, you must open up your mouth. I keep telling people on that line, you better open up your mouth and declare which you would do. Matter of fact, Prophet Jamiko was demonstrating it today. About declaring some stuff. That is according to what? God's word. You must declare and you must obey the word of God. So if you want to see the power of his word executed against the enemy, work on those three things in your life. Because the power of saints because now I got a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. So now he shares his power with me. The word. And the enemy will recognize the word. And he'll also recognize the anointing. And the Holy Ghost. That lives in you. Yes. Better start getting in this word. Walking in that power and that authority. Because you know God and you have a right, it's a right, mm -hmm. Amen. a privilege as a kingdom Amen. citizen. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, when it's quiet, there was people contemplating, thinking, is God in there? I love that. Hallelujah. I would suggest. If you can, if you will, if you want, check out the YouTube channel. Listen to it. You always get something different. I'm telling you the truth. I used to um, get tapes, you know, certain sermons that really, and I would go back and I would get all kind of different. So the Holy Ghost just deal with me differently. Amen? And especially with the scriptures. Well, I'm done. Hallelujah. Pastor was calm. Pastor has three Minutes left on her clock. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now I don't know whether to take that as good or bad. <laughs> How do I take that clap? Whether, yeah, she probably could. We can get out of here on the. Which way is that? What was that? It was good. All right, all right. Listen, he's trying to get some skills. He's trying to get on the good side of me. Amen.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.